We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. So don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more that you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash manifest. Just go to indeed.com slash manifest right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash manifest. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the new year, I really want to make sure that sauning is a big part of my wellness routine, and that is where I'm thrilled to bring in Bond Charge. Bond Charge is a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize your life in every way. Founded on science and inspired by nature, all Bond Charge products adapt ancestral ways of living in our modern-day world. Their extensive range of premium wellness products help you sleep better, perform better, and have more energy, recover faster, balance hormones, reduce inflammation. The list really is endless. If you're interested, go to bondcharge.com manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15%. That's B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E dot com slash manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15% off on your purchase. That's bondcharge.com slash manifest. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello. Everybody, welcome back to Manifest with Tori De Simone. I'm your host, Tori De Simone, and I just spent—I'm not kidding—like five minutes untangling all of my wires, and somehow they're like tangled right now. And I'm like untangling them as I'm talking to you guys. Um, oh God, how did I do this? Oh God, Tori. Whatever. I guess it doesn't really matter. It's just me here today. It's always just me here today. How are you guys? I hope you're having an amazing day. I've been having a great day. Um, It's Thursday when I'm recording this, which is great and back on my normal recording day. I love recording on Thursdays. I just feel so like on top of my life. It's just awesome. Um, So yeah, today was a great day. So on Tuesday, it was so gloomy here. And I don't know, the weather has been majorly affecting me lately. I think, okay, so there's this thing that happens after summer. And I think a lot of people can relate to this, but especially like after living at the beach for the entire summer, coming home, not being at the beach is just so incredibly sad. Like it's honestly a super sad adjustment and it's kind of a tough adjustment to like come back to reality because we always say like Sea Isle isn't real and it's just like not a real 
place. Like it just feels so surreal there. Every single day is a literal dream. And oh God, I just love it there so much. So adjusting back from Sea Isle into like quote unquote real life just feels like the weirdest adjustment ever. It's almost as if like a post, it's like post-grad adjustment every year. Um, And I can say that because I've kind of technically done a post-grad adjustment because after I dropped out of college, I obviously never went back to school again, which is like a post-school adjustment. I just like went into like the real world. So, but I just experienced it like just a semester after college instead of four years after college. So I think I still knew what that adjustment felt like. Um, And a lot of my friends were struggling with that at the end of this year or last year. And I was like, talk to me about it. Like I've done it. I can help you guys through. Anyway, I'm totally off topic, but yeah, the weather on Tuesday has just been really affecting me. And you guys obviously know it's like getting darker a lot earlier now again. And it's just sad. It's just sad. Um, if I could have it be summer literally forever, I would. And that just sounds amazing. But anyway, what am I saying? So on Tuesday, it was really, really cloudy and really, really gloomy. So I did a little bit of work, but then I pretty much just stayed in my apartment all day and was like self-loathing all day and was like throwing myself a pity party. Like, well, I'm so sad. So depressing outside. Um, And then yesterday on Wednesday, I was like, no more. The sun is shining. I'm back on my bullshit. And I had a great day yesterday and it was awesome. But I didn't leave my apartment again because I don't have like any appointments this week, which rocks. I love weeks like this where I just get to, get to literally stay at home and not leave my apartment. It rocks. So I had a great day yesterday where I got so much done. I felt really, really good. And I just like finished like all my work for the week. And I was just like, I'm killing it today, but I didn't leave my apartment. Oh, I also have like this weird cold. I feel like everyone has a weird cold right now. So sorry if I'm like a little sniffly. Um, it's not COVID. Um, and then today I was like, all right, I'm going to leave my apartment. It was sunny again and I was supposed to go for a run today. I didn't end up going, which is actually something that I'm going to talk about today. Um, but instead I was like, I'm going to have a total me day and I'm vlogging it, which is going to go up on Wednesday. So in two days, look out for that, um, video. It's a weekend of my life. So, Um, yeah. Anyway, I was like, you know what? I just want to have like a me day. So I went shopping today and I went to go get kava today for my first time. And it was freaking awesome. Um, I always see like Brooke post about it and I was like, I want to try this. I thought it was just in the city, but it's in the burbs. So I went to go get my kava today and it rocked. It was so good. I wish it was a little bit closer, but it was really good. I will definitely do it again. Um, so good. And then I watched Vanderpump Rules. And then I wasn't going to record a podcast today because I just didn't have any gusto. But then I got gusto. And that's sort of what we're going to talk about today is the gusto that I had. Um, but before I get into today's topic, which you guys know is about like healthy lifestyles and body image and recovering and blah, 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 all that sort of stuff that I put in the title. I quickly want to say so many of you guys DM me and comment on my YouTube about me potentially dyeing my hair brown. And I'm here to say that I'm not going to do it. I'm staying blonde. Guys, last week was just a moment of weakness. All right. Um, I think a lot of blondes feel like this where they're like, oh, but the dark hair. 
listen, it's like a sexual tension. It's always going to be there. It's something that I'm like, it's so fun to like flirt with danger, but I'm really proud of my blonde, like my hairstylist. I've had multiple over the past years. They've all kept me very healthy blondes. And I feel like I do a lot of work to maintain the health of my blonde. And I don't just want to throw it all away. Um, I also found a good running hairstyle because I can't remember if I talked about this on the pod or not. But when I run, like regardless of what my hair is in, ponytails especially, but when my hair is in a ponytail, it literally becomes a giant knot. Like it looks like a beaver's tail when I'm done running. It's a giant matted knot. And I have no idea why it only happens when I run. Nothing else. It happens when I have braids, if I braid my ponytail or just a regular ponytail. So the only way that I can like run without my hair being a literal knot when I'm done is if I do like a um, a bun. So I do that like a slicked back sleek bun. You guys don't understand the amount of times I have to like pause my podcast to yawn or burp. I've had to pause it three times now to yawn, which I just did and burp, which I did two other times. It's because when I talk a lot, I swallow air. So that makes me have to burp. And also if you aren't getting enough air, you yawn. So that's what's like, it happens every episode, which is why when I start my video podcast, which I was going to start this like month, but then my network was like, oh, why don't you start in the new year? And I was like, okay, so it's going to come out in the new year. But that's like, when I do my video podcast, that's like what I'm worried about because I'm just going to yawn and like burp because of air. It's all because of air. You guys should also like, this should be a video podcast right now. Like the way I'm like recording, I am literally laying on my couch, like straight chilling on my couch right now, recording this episode for you guys. So that's a video podcast in and of itself. My video podcasts are not going to be like anything crazy. It's just going to be like something to watch. And if you want that, but anyway, what was I saying? Oh yeah. I'm not going to dye my hair brown. I'm going to keep it blonde. Um, but I do have a hair appointment on November 16th, I think. And I'm really excited. Oh, I was talking about my running hair. Yeah. So I have to do like a slicked back bun and that's the only thing that makes it not naughty, but the sweat does go through every single strand of my hair. So it's as if I showered when I'm done every single run, which is, it's just, it's so hectic, (laughs) but whatever. Um, so yeah, I thought like, because my hair was getting so naughty, I was like, okay, maybe I have to dye it brown. But now I found out like the supreme way, superior way, I should say for my hair to be when I run and all is good in the world again. So I'm staying blonde, um, but I was going to put extensions in, but then I was like, you know what? No, my hair is doing so good. It's so long and it's really thick. I'm not going to mess it up with extensions, so I'm not doing extensions, but I am going to do something a little bit different with the color. We're going to add like chunky dimension in it, so stay tuned. You guys will see that. I have a lot of like pictures that I want to put on my Instagram, but like they're just like filler content, but like I know it would like look good in a feed. But are we like over that? I feel like that's so 2016 to like care about your feed and it's like almost 2022. Jesus Christ. That's crazy. Isn't it? Six years. Six years ago it was 2016. That's crazy. It feels like last year was 2016. Absolutely wild. But anyway, yeah, I'm gonna do something a little bit different with my hair. Um, but I'm still gonna be blonde. Don't worry about it. Um, but I'll post out on Instagram too when I do that. But that's like right before the race. Um, which I'm super excited about. My race is coming up soon. And that actually leads me into today's topic that I wanted to talk about. 
and I have a little bit of gusto behind it. Um, but honestly, this is going to be very raw and very vulnerable and literally like a spoken journal entry because this is something that like I wrote down in my notes and then I was like, you know what, if I'm feeling this way, like I'm sure other girls are feeling this way too, maybe even guys too. Um, so it will help someone. So yeah, it's definitely going to be a little uncomfortable for me to talk about, but I think it's going to be beneficial, um, to, I hope at least one other person out there. So about this time a year ago, I made an episode and I think it was called, does anyone have a healthy relationship with food? And that was made at a really, really heavy time in my um, eating and body image phase of my life. As all things, like life has ebbs and flows and ups and downs, peaks and valleys, however you want to call it. And that was at definitely a lower point for me. Um, to put some context to it, I was coming out of a situationship. It wasn't a relationship, even though in the moment it really felt like it. Um, I was sort of coming out of like a situationship with someone that I really cared about and someone that I just didn't feel like valued me. So I really turned towards food for comfort. Um, it was also coming out of a pandemic and obviously putting on weight and being at the heaviest I ever was. I think like I weighed myself, I'm 5'5", five five, and I think I weighed at one point like 151 pounds, maybe 153 pounds, like definitely the heaviest that I ever was for myself. And I just didn't really care. Like I of course cared and I was like, wow, that's a heavy number. But for me anyway, um, but I don't know. I was just in like this really weird state of like, I know this is a problem and I know it's easy to, you know, point fingers and be like, I know this is why it's happening. And I know that this is why I'm binging. I had a really bad problem with binge. I would just always, always, always eat. But it wasn't like textbook definition of binge eating disorder because I wasn't ever hiding it. I would never hide binging. I would just always eat in front of people. Like I didn't care. I was like, dude, like I'm hungry. I want to eat. And I was hungry all the time. Now, I don't know, like looking back, if I was always hungry or if I was just always looking for a way to cope, but I don't even think I was like, like this sounds very dark, but it it wasn't like it, I wasn't like depressed. I wasn't going through a tough time. I was just very dependent on someone when I didn't need to be. Um, and that dependency just turned towards food. Like, I don't want it, I don't want it to sound like twisted or like I was in a dark place because I, I wasn't, but I was just very like confused and like food, something that's always there. So it was just something that I always would turn to and it would bond me with people. Like I was able to go out to eat with people or we would just order food in and just eat or, I mean, it's just a very social thing. And I feel like during the pandemic when restaurants were closed, it was just more of like something that was almost restricted, dare I say. And then when it opened back up, I was like, let me do this again in case this ever happened. Like, I don't know. I was just constantly in this stage of eating, 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 eating. And I was putting on weight because of it. I was also incredibly stressed out. 
Um, I mean, the pandemic had tons of stress, not just because of food and like this situationship that I was in, but also like the businesses were just, it was just so difficult. I didn't know how to navigate this now new role of a business owner in a pandemic. Like there was just a lot going on. And I was just really, really deep into this disordered eating, but it was never like an identified eating disorder. But I definitely knew that it was a problem. I was putting on weight and a couple people actually fucking made comments about it, which is the rudest, sorry for my language, but it's the rudest fucking thing to ever comment about somebody's weight. Like looking back on this, don't do that. Like just straight up, like why, why do you need to comment on someone's weight? If you feel a certain way about someone's weight, like you don't have to, like if you really have to tell someone, like write it in a journal. Did it make you feel better? Like you don't have to say it to their face. Like I just remember a couple of people like actually said to my face, like, oh yeah, you put on a couple pounds. Like fucking thanks. Like as if I don't see it myself, like you, you don't need to say that. So I don't know. Yeah, it was very obvious that I put on, you know, some pounds, not the people on the internet that say shit, like whatever. There's always going to be people that say stuff, but people like in my life that I know that, you know, I wouldn't even really consider friends that would just say that stuff. It's like, thanks. Thanks for that. So that's sort of where that episode was coming out of from. It was almost just like a call for help, honestly. And I was like, I just don't ever see myself escaping this. And all of a sudden I did. And all of a sudden, it just went away. And I was asked a lot of questions over the last year of what did I do? How did I recover? How did I heal? And now I'm getting the complete opposite where people are like, wow, you look really, really good. Like you've clearly lost weight. Like you've never looked better in your life. And I don't really know how to take those comments. And it's weird because I agree. Like I do think that I've this is the best that I've ever looked. But it's 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 bizarre because it's not like I'm doing anything special. And I guess that's sort of where today's topic starts. So a lot of people over the last year have said, you know, I listened to your episode where you really were struggling and now it's just fixed and it's gone. What did you do? And I'm going to tell you what I did. But then I'm also going to tell you where I am today. So what I did was I truly just became happy with myself and with the people I was surrounding myself with. When I realized that there were certain people in my life that were either triggering or made me feel inadequate, that is when I would turn to food to fulfill a side of me that I wasn't getting from people. And it was comfort, it was validation, and it was like love. And food was something that was always there for me. And once I cut out people that weren't kind to me or weren't fulfilling me in a way that was self-enriching, I no longer felt the need to satisfy a void that I had that food would fill. For the new year, I really want to make sure that sauning is a big part of my wellness routine, and that's where I'm thrilled to bring in Bond Charge. 
Bond Charge is a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize your life in every way. Founded on science and inspired by nature, all Bond Charge products adapt ancestral ways of living in our modern day world. Their extensive range of premium wellness products help you sleep better, perform better, and have more energy, recover faster, balance hormones, reduce inflammation. The list really is endless. So from blue light glasses, starlight therapy to EMF management and circadian friendly lighting, Bond Charge products help you naturally address the issues of our modern day way of life effortlessly with maximum impact. One of my favorite products from Bond Charge is their infrared sauna blanket. I loved sauning and I have for a really long time, but the problem is I always have to go to the gym. And a lot of times I want a sauna at night when I'm cozy at home. I just don't want to leave. That's why using the infrared sauna blanket at home has been so amazing. This is a really great way to ease stress and unwind at the end of the day. It's also really good to detoxify and it promotes um, lower inflammation in the body, which is really, really huge. What's also really cool is that because this is a blanket, your head is out of it. So it's honestly, I find it's easier to stay in this longer. And because my head is out of it, I'm able to like read a little bit longer and my body still gets all the good benefits that I get while being in the sauna blanket. It's really easy to set up and it's also really easy to clean. It takes less than a minute to set up. It heats up really quickly and I can enjoy like a 30, 40 minute session in the sauna blanket while I'm relaxing, reading, watching TV, meditating. While if I'm in the sauna, I can really only stay in it for like 15 minutes because it gets so hot and uncomfortable, but because my head's out, I'm able to stay in it longer, but I still get all the benefits of it. I just feel so much more relaxed after my sessions. I just feel really, really good. And I just love ending my night with a sauna. Bond Charge ships worldwide in rapid time. They have free shipping on every sauna blanket. They also have easy returns and exchanges, and they have a 12-month warranty. If you're interested, go to bondcharge.com manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15%. That's B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E.com slash manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15% off on your purchase. That's bondcharge.com manifest. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't a search at all. So don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. So ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things that I love about Indeed is that I've been able to use it for all of my businesses across uh, the last few years, and it's been really amazing. What I love the most is that I'm able to put down like exactly what it is that I want on Indeed and the candidates that match that get sent right to me. And then the hard part actually becomes narrowing down which ones are the best for me because they all are exactly what I'm looking for. And then it really just comes down to like, which do I vibe with the best? And that's honestly pretty hard to choose from. But Indeed makes it really easy for me to find really good quality candidates that find exactly what I'm looking for instantly. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more that you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash manifest. Just go to Indeed.com slash manifest right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash manifest. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. you know, once I really truly ended things with the person I was with like two summers, last summer, two summers ago, whatever, and like blocked them. And I just like had to, you know, take my own feelings first and put myself first. That was truly like the first step to heal. Um, And then from that, it was, all right, let me look at my friends. Like who is making me feel really good about myself and who isn't? And then I slowly would just start to pull back from people that maybe weren't my right fit. Maybe they were at one point, but not anymore. Um, I also started to kind of turn my attention towards people that lived a life that I admired and that I wanted to emulate in a sense, because you really do become the people that you hang out with. So over the last year, I've really been choosy, picky and choosy with who I spend my time with and who I give my energy to. And who I hang out with, because like I said, you are the equal of who you hang out with. And I want to be around people that live healthy, motivating, self-enriching lives rather than someone that wants to sit around and, and like gossip. Like that's, it doesn't, that makes me feel so shitty. Like when I leave a situation like that, I just feel so shitty and I don't want to be around that anymore. So I've really just started to pick better people in my life and I'm so happy with the people that I have in my life. And like everyone that's in my life now that I call a friend is truly incredible and just so amazing. And there, there's no shade or no hate towards anyone that I maybe have distanced myself from. I still have love for every single person that I've ever had in my life because they've brought me to where I am now to this point of just being very happy and very at peace with myself. So the first step for me was to surround myself with people that made me truly feel good about myself and where I didn't have to second guess my worth or anything. I just felt like myself around them. So that was really a big step for me. The second thing that I noticed that wasn't intentional, but I can reflect and be like, that was a big reason, was because I physically removed myself from being around a kitchen all day. Let me explain what I mean. So when I moved back home last summer from the beach, I had a roommate and I never had a roommate before, but I had a roommate in my condo that I recently sold. And so the way my condo is set up, I have a, a condo tour. If you guys want to watch it, it's on my YouTube channel. But the way it was set up was I had two floors. The first floor was a kitchen, a living room, a bathroom, and a bedroom. And the second floor was like a loft and I made the loft my master bedroom. So it had a bathroom, like a little living area and then a bedroom. So I lived upstairs and my kitchen was downstairs and my living room was downstairs and my roommate at the time was downstairs. So once my roommate moved in, I just sort of stopped hanging out as much in my living room as I normally would. No shade, no tea, um, but I just like wasn't as down in my living room as much as I used to be just because it was no longer like just my living room. Like I was sharing it, blah, 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 whatever. Um, 
And this roommate was like a really good friend of mine. So it's not like it was weird to be in my living room. I was constantly in my living room, but just less. So without being in my living room, which is right next to my kitchen, I just found myself like simply not snacking as much throughout the day. Like I would eat when I was hungry and I would bring it up to my room and eat like in my room because I'm like such a lay down person to eat. Like I'd rather just like eat on a couch or like on a bed than on a table. I don't know. It's just who I am. So I would like bring it up so it's my room to eat. And when I was done, like I would just be done. Now, normally when I would eat in my living room, I would eat and then I like I could look at my kitchen and just be like, oh, wow, like I still a little hungry. Like what else do I have in there? And then I'd go make another snack and then I'd make another snack and then I'd make another snack and suddenly my lunch turned into a five course meal. And that's just because I was sitting right next to my kitchen eating pretty much in my kitchen and I just never had any separation between my living room and kitchen and eating and blah, blah, blah. So once I started hanging out more upstairs and less like downstairs, I just wasn't eating as much. Um, so I think that on top of being around people that made me feel already fulfilled was just like, okay, like when I'm done eating, like I'm done eating. And I just started looking at my food as simply that food. It was no longer comfort. It was no longer a friend. It was no longer something to bond over. It was just food. And I ate when I was hungry and I stopped when I was full. But I do think putting distance between myself and the kitchen was something that actually was beneficial. Um, and then this summer when I live at the beach, it's the same layout. Like my room is upstairs. And yes, like I do hang out in the living room of my beach house. Of course, my beach house living room is right next to the kitchen, but I would hang out, I'd say like 70% of the time in my room and 30% of the time in the kitchen. So I just, again, was just putting distance between myself and the kitchen unintentionally. I would also say by the summer, like I was totally over it. And that's the thing, like the the binge eating, and I don't want to say like binge eating disorder because I, I was never diagnosed with that, but I know that I was just eating a lot and a lot and a lot and a lot. But once it was out of my head, it was out. Like it was something that I rarely thought about. And yeah, like there would be times where like the thoughts would kind of creep back in or like I'd notice behaviors where like I'd be like, oh, this would be like typically where I would go binge or like typically I would keep eating more. And I would just kind of have to recognize those thoughts and be like, yeah, like I observe them and I acknowledge them, but I'm not going to be putting any power to them. And like I can reflect without feeling like I have to mimic the behavior of what I'm reflecting on. So once it was kind of out of my mind, it, it was it was pretty out. Like it, it wouldn't really creep back in a lot. So once I was at the beach and again, I was like hanging out upstairs, kind of away from the kitchen. It was just something that I didn't think about. Like I would go downstairs and eat when I was hungry and I stopped when I was full and I was good with that. So first off, those two things, people that fulfill me and love me and I love them and they're good for my soul second distance between myself and the kitchen. And again, that was unintentional. That wasn't planned. But looking back, that was, I think, a big factor. And the third thing that is the biggest change and the biggest difference and what I will credit everything to is once I stopped restricting everything, it became so much easier. Once everything was put back on the table for me, I was able to look at food as food. 
and I didn't have to look at it uh, as, oh, that's a fat and that's a protein and that's a carb. And those are my macronutrients. Oh, and this is not vegan and that's dairy free and that's gluten. And that it, it, it wasn't that anymore. I wasn't using diet terminology to distinguish what my food was. It was simply just my food. If I wanted a Kit Kat bar for breakfast, I would have a Kit Kat bar for breakfast. I never did, but like that's just an example. And I just stopped restricting everything. Everything was on limits to me. There was nothing off limits. I mean, there was this narrative that I used to tell myself because I heard it all the time. Oh, I shouldn't have gluten because it's bad for me. How? I wasn't diagnosed with celiac disease. How am I supposed to know it's bad for me? It's just because I hear it all the time. Oh, I shouldn't eat dairy because it's bad for my skin. My skin's fine on or, on or off dairy. Like it's just this narrative that I would hear over and over again from other people that I was like, oh, well, if that's what they say, then it must, it must be bad for me too, even though that wasn't the case. So once I started saying like, I can have a bag of Skittles or I can have a pretzel or I can eat literally whatever the hell I want, I started losing weight because I would eat whatever the hell I wanted. And it wasn't a guilty feeling. It wasn't something that felt off limits. It wasn't something that felt like I shouldn't be doing. Because you know whenever you don't want something you want, or you know when something's bad for you, you want it that much more. That's how I was with food for so long. Like, you know, I would make like cookies and I'd be like, okay, I'm only going to have one. But now if I make cookies and I want all of them, I'll have all of them. But the thing is, I typically don't want all of them. But back then when I was restricting, even if I didn't want all of them, I would still have all of them just to kind of like rebel against myself, which is such a weird and backwards concept. But it was really just, it's, it's what it was. So the biggest change for me is that nothing was off the table. And you guys can look back on my vlogs that I've recently posted in the past two months and you'll see like whenever I talk about food, like I buy things now that I would never, never buy a year and a half or two years ago. Dude, I would have never bought American cheese or coffee creamer, like hazelnut coffee creamer from like Coffee Mate. I would have never bought that sort of stuff. Um, the other day I bought gummy Skittles. They're so good. Uh, what else did I buy? Brownies, sourdough toast. Well, maybe I would have bought that. Um, but just so many things that I now buy that I, I like go in the grocery store and I just feel really free and I'm really proud of myself. And I'm just like, it feels good to not restrict. And someone even commented on my vlog and they were like, wow, for a fitness instructor, you don't really eat that well. And it's true. Like I, I'm definitely not the epitome of health. That's for, that's for damn sure. Like no one, I don't think anyone can look at me and be like, wow, she eats so clean. Cause I don't. But I've really found a way of eating that feels really good to me and feels really natural to me. And it's just completely free, no restriction, total freedom. And actually, as a result of it, I've lost weight, which is crazy. The, another really big thing is I've stopped trying to lose weight. Um, once I stopped having the whole mentality of like, oh, diet starts tomorrow, or this is my last meal and then everything's clean starting tomorrow, that mindset is so horrible for me. It was so toxic because even if 
you're living in this world where there's no restrictions, but you have a goal in mind to like be more conscious and like eat more healthy. Even if I said like, okay, I can have whatever I want, but I'm going to try a little bit harder tomorrow. That's still in my mind. It's like, okay, some foods are off limits and that's just not the way to live. So I dropped the whole restriction. I dropped the whole, it starts tomorrow. I dropped the whole, this is my last meal, blah, blah, blah. And it just became free. And it was just whatever I wanted, I could have. And I can stop when I'm full and I can eat when I'm hungry and life is good and life goes on. Um, and yeah, once I stopped trying to lose weight, it just happened. And I think I'm just a lot happier now. And I'm a lot less stressed out now. And I'm surrounded by good people and I love what I do. And I love what I eat and I love where I live and I love who I am. And it really does start from within. So that's sort of where I've been the last year. Now, the last two weeks, I want to say, I've been noticing a little shift in my mindset. And it's been a tough one because it's a shift in my mindset of these like old toxic thoughts about eating, like kind of creeping back in. And it's taking me effort to shut them down. And like I said, up until like a couple weeks ago, it was just something that simply never crossed my mind. But now it's like starting to cross my mind again and I just have to shut it down. So that's sort of what I wrote like my notes about today. Um, And that's also what I wanted to talk about. So something that I see a lot that you're never ever going to get rid of is the whole diet culture and just going on Instagram to, oh, I deleted TikTok. That was a really big thing for me just because the girls on TikTok are beautiful, but it would just make me feel bad about myself. Like they're all super skinny. They all have these killer abs and they're like, this is what I do, like blah, blah, blah. And it's like 900 calories. And I'm like, dude, I would die. So I deleted TikTok. Just the comparison of TikTok isn't good for me. Um, which was also something that I recognize. It also has to do with like your circle of like people. Like I include influencers. This is my circle of people. I want to make sure that I'm following the right people. Anyway, what I'm seeing a lot is just like diet culture, which is never going to go away, but you learn how to like just avoid it and like cancel out the noise of it. Um, Cause once you're kind of like on the outside of diet culture looking in, it's easier to just like block it out and like close the window, close the door and just like be done with it. But I've been seeing it a lot more lately and it just, it like sparks some things in my mind where I'm just like, I kind of want to talk about it. First and foremost, health and fitness needs to be something that is super manageable. It needs to be something that isn't extremely daunting. And a big thing that I've also done in the past year is I've stopped working out as much as I used to. And once I stopped kind of like working out as much, I also noticed that I I lost weight, whether that was muscle. And I just want to remind you, like my goal was not to lose weight. It just happened. Like once I found happiness within myself and like the tips I just talked about, the binging stopped and I lost weight. My goal was to stop binging. And I can successfully say that that's done. And I'm so proud of myself. That chapter's closed. And now a year later, I'm realizing that it takes work to maintain that. That's kind of where I'm at. So anyway, back to what I was saying. It needs to be manageable. It needs to be something that you can actually do. 
working out for me used to be something that I felt like I had to do to lose weight. Now that I've sort of lost weight through not working out, like just through not binging, I am now in this like weird limbo with working out where I love the feeling that working out gives me. But I also know that if I go too extreme, it can put me back into a place in a cycle that I don't want to repeat. Like when I think back to like when I was like super in like this whole diet culture phase of myself, I would wake up at 5 a.m. I would read a book. I would journal and I would go to the gym and then I'd come home, have a huge breakfast, and then I'd be starving the entire rest of the day. And look, there's nothing wrong with being starving. If now I'm hungry all day, like I will eat all day. No shame. I just go right for it. But back then, this was during like when I would binge and when I would eat all the time. So I'm a little apprehensive to kind of get back into this stage of myself and in, in this like cycle again where lifting specifically is a big trigger for it because the lifting would come with the macronutrients and it would come with like sculpting your body. And I don't necessarily want to sculpt my body, but I just want to be healthy. And recently, the past two, three months, I've introduced running into my regimen. And it's been very ups and downs with running. So since I started it, I've really enjoyed it because it's been super challenging and it's been super rewarding. Running is a huge community in and of itself that's been really cool to be introduced to. The other day, I bought a new pair of running shoes. I just switched from on cloud to Hoka's and I went in the running store to go try them on. And there was a guy in there and he was buying running shoes for himself. And like, I could tell that this man was like a runner. Like he was like, he was just a runner. Like you could tell, but it was so cool just to like observe him and just to see him and just be like, okay, like this is a runner. And I actually feel like I'm kind of part of his community. And it just feels really cool to be a part of a community of runners, even though I, for the most part, train alone and run alone. It's just cool. Like so many people at Stride have been coming up to me and they're like, you know, how's the training going? I also run. Let's talk about it. And it's just a really cool community to be a part of. So that was something that I was totally not expecting, but I'm really glad that I've experienced throughout running. And in the beginning of training, obviously I'm doing two, three, four, five mile runs for the majority of the runs. Once I got up to eight, nine, 10, when you guys listen to this yesterday on Sunday will be an 11 mile run. The longer runs are extremely daunting for me. And I have my half marathon coming up November 20th and I'm 100% doing it. But after the half marathon, I want to continue running, but I think I want to do like four, five, six, maybe seven miles. Like six sounds good to me. Like six miles, three times, four times a week sounds really, really good to me. Like anything beyond seven miles is a really daunting sound to me right now. And when something feels 
too big and too daunting, it makes me just not want to do it. And that's with everything in my life. When I have a huge project and I literally don't know where to begin, I, I t- typically just don't do it or I procrastinate it and I put it off. When a run feels too long or too big or too daunting, I'll put it off. And that's where I've really learned a lot about myself to where I can do these runs because I've always accomplished them. I've always hit my miles and I feel really proud of myself when I do it. But I do notice it's especially harder to get out and run on the days where the runs are long. It's really daunting. And yes, step one is putting on your shoes and getting to the trail and starting. Like once you hit mile one and a half, two, you're like, all right, I'm in it. I'm good. Let's just do it. But sometimes getting to mile two is like the hardest part of the run. And it just gets daunting. So to me, in order to be successful in being quote unquote healthy, which is completely individual per person, that definition of healthy, like for me, I feel like I've been really healthy lately, but I'm sure like Abby, the dietitian would look at my diet and be like, oh my gosh, she is so unhealthy. But to me, I feel really good. But in order for me to maintain and manage and live this quote unquote healthy lifestyle for myself, I have to do exercises and eat in a way that is super manageable for my lifestyle. Yes, well, this fantasy land of running 10 miles a day, five days a week would be awesome. And to be like on some Nick Bear shit would be awesome. Right now, it's too daunting for me to follow through with. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's why I just feel like doing stuff that feels manageable is the way to a healthy lifestyle and a way to success and just being happy with yourself. This overarching goal of I want to lose 30 pounds, whatever it might be, blah, 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 15, 10, 100 pounds, whatever it might be, is such a daunting thing. But if you just break it down to something that is manageable, it just gets so much easier. And look, Like, ask me three months ago if I said I would want to run five miles a day. I'd be like, you're literally crazy. I can't even run one. So in a year, maybe my mileage will increase and I'll be like, yeah, I want to do three days. And You know what I mean? That's obviously an exaggeration. But your threshold for how much you can handle will obviously change. 
the stronger you go. Sorry, the stronger you get and the longer you're at it. But in the beginning, like, you know, I, I have like three months to train from zero to a half marathon. Like you have to progress rather quickly. So the progression of it has been unique. And I've learned a lot along the way that like, hey, if this is something that I actually want to stick to, I need to recognize that these are just training runs and it doesn't always have to be like this. Like I have a goal of the half marathon, but after that is done, I can just dial it back and I can do five, six miles, four miles. And look, I feel really, really good after I run six miles or four miles or five miles. I feel just as good when I'm done a five mile run as I am when I'm done my nine and 10 milers. Like I, I feel really good. So that's been something really huge that I've learned. And I, I hope to come back on this podcast in a year and say, yeah, guys, my, my, my run every day is 12 miles. Like I'd love to be able to say that. Um, but right now I've just realized that in order to be successful, I got to keep it small and manageable and I got to do things that I can actually do every single day or four times a week. Like I could say that like I could go for a five mile run every day and that feels really good to say. And I used to not be able to say that. And I'm really proud of myself for saying that. Um, so being manageable in my health and fitness journey and lifestyle has been something really, really um, eye-opening to me. Um, something else that I have been seeing a lot of, um, I have a couple of people in my studio do this and I'm seeing a couple of YouTubers do it. I've seen it all over TikTok and that's 75 hard. I love the idea of 75 hard in the sense that it's just this intense, reset. Yeah. It's this intense habit building. However, it really worries me to see some people do it. And I'm not thinking of anyone in particular. When I say some people, I honestly mean like the general population that's doing 75 hard just because that lifestyle is so restrictive. And I, I was once there when I was so caught up in this restrictive lifestyle and that's when I would binge. And, you know, after I was vegan, that's when I put on all this weight when I was done being vegan because so much was off limits. And I worry about that. Like, I hope people, I would never wish what I went through with like binge and stuff on anyone. It's, it's such a sad mindset to be in all the time of like looking at food as like such an enemy. It really is. So I would never wish that upon anyone. And I just hope that like anyone in a 75 hard or diet mindset realizes that it's not going to last forever. Like that mindset can't be sustained forever. Like if you want to have like a drink with your friends, like you're totally allowed to do that without having to start over. I mean, obviously in 75 hard, the whole rule of it is like you have a cheat meal or you miss a rule, like you have to start over back to day one. But it, in the real world, it, it doesn't always, op- it doesn't operate like that. Like, yeah, I could be like, yeah, I don't really want to have a drink today. But if I do, like, guess what? The world, the world keeps turning and the world goes on. Um, I just worry seeing like so many young, impressionable people do it to the point where like I worry about afterwards and I just worry about the bounce back of it. And like, how is it going to be readjusting back to real life. 
I don't know. It's just something that like I see and I'm just like, I just, I hope these people are okay afterwards just because I just don't want a challenge like 75 hard to instill bad mental habits on anyone. Um, it's just like, it's a slippery slope and I just, I just worry a little bit. Um, like, you know, yeah, I've thought about 75 hard. I'm like, wow, that sounds like really great to do like a huge reset to commit to myself for 75 days. Like how cool that must be such an awesome feeling. But what happens after what's on day 76, what's on day 77, what's on day 109? You know what I mean? Like what comes after it? So I'd be curious to see what happens after 75 hard. Like I would hope that good habits come out of it, such as reading. I think that's a great habit to instill. Um, another good habit is alcohol moderation. Um, I'm just someone that's never been a big drinker. So whenever I, I've just always been like, yeah, I'll just have a drink and then I'm good. Um, I feel like that's good for me. And I'm curious if other people feel like that after 75 hard. Um, I'm not hating on it at all, but I just see stuff like that. And I just, I just get a little worried for others just because it's so restrictive. And I've seen what a restrictive mindset can do for myself. I just wouldn't wish that upon anyone too. Um, something else that I wanted to touch on is that I really feel like I'm kind of struggling lately developing a routine in the morning, which I think is honestly throwing like everything off. Um, at the beach this past summer, I had a great routine where I was very, very free. Like at the beach, it's, it's a small little island. It's literally like five miles long. It's a small island and there's not much to do, but you feel so free. Um, you can go to the beach, you can see the ocean, you can bike wherever you need to go. You can run, you can walk, there's sunshine. It's just such a freeing feeling being at the beach. So I would wake up every day and I would go read a book on the porch or I'd go for a walk on the beach or I'd go ride my bike down to the studio and just be greeted by friends and happy clients. And it was just such a beautiful life at the beach. And that's where I'm so spoiled and so lucky to experience that. And like I said in the beginning of the episode, since coming back, it's been like this huge adjustment back to real life. And I'm just like, damn, what's my routine? And on top of that, I just moved. So I'm still like kind of settling into my new space and my new surroundings. Um, but it's been hard waking up early. It really has been, especially now, like it's before daylight savings. The only reason I look forward to daylight savings is because the mornings get brighter again. Like 6 a.m. will be bright again. Now it's like 7.45 and it's literally still dark out. Like that's really hard. And especially with running, this is a new thing that I've never experienced because I would always work out indoors. I'd always go to the gym or go to the studio, whatever. Now with running, I don't like running when it's dark out unless I'm like with someone. But I don't like running when it's dark out. So I have to kind of plan my workouts now according to when the sun's out. And typically that's honest to God, like 7.30 these days, which is later than I'd like. Like I would love to wake up at 6, be on a run at 6.30, be back here by 7.30, showered, ready for the day by 8. Like that would be super ideal for me. But with the way that like the morning is and the sun, I can't really like do that right now. In a couple of weeks I can because that's when daylight savings will happen, blah, blah, blah. But right now it's just like I'm just 
having a really hard time developing a routine, which is crazy because I feel like so many of you guys look to me to like develop routines. But look, I'm not perfect either. Like I'm so right there with you guys. Like I'm human. I struggle with it. I have my ebbs and flows just like we all do. And I just feel like I really am in this like need to develop a routine, but it's just been really hard lately. And I don't know why it's been so hard, Um, which brings me back to one of my favorite episodes that I've ever done, which was if it was easy, everyone would do it. So I know how important it is to have a routine and to have something that, um, you know, I cherish and I can look forward to, but I also just, I just need to get in the habit of it. And that's what it is. Just getting in the habit of it. 21 days builds a habit. And it needs to be something, like I said, that is manageable and not super daunting. Going back to the whole long run talk, like that applies to my morning routines too. It just needs to be something that I can do every single day. So I'm going to continue to work on that. I have an entire episode about how to develop like the perfect routine for you. So I'm going to work on that as well. Um, But it's just something that I've sort of noticed lately. And when I'm out of my morning routine flow, nothing else quite flows as right. And every day around like five, six, seven, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to actually do a routine tomorrow. I'm going to wake up at this time and blah, blah, blah. And then my alarm goes off the next morning. I'm like, eh, snooze. And I don't know why I've been like that, man. Like that's so not me, but recently it has been. But hey, you know what? It's fine. It's good. Life is good. And I'm happy. I just do want I do want a routine. Like I want that feeling of purpose when I wake up. And trust me, I do have that from like what I do with the studio and what I do for you guys, the pod. You, like I have so much purpose in my life and I'm so fulfilled and I'm so grateful for all of it. But I want to wake up and be like, I'm so excited for my morning routine. And that's what I'm going to work on. Um, in the next couple of upcoming weeks. I think the whole purpose of this episode um, is yes, to kind of recap on the episode that I made last year, but it's also just to kind of nail down this idea that health and fitness needs to be about the lifestyle. It's not, it's not going to matter what the number on the scale is. It's not, it's not, it doesn't matter what size clothes you wear. It doesn't matter how you look in the clothes. It matters how you feel on the inside. If you are truly fulfilled and you love yourself, nothing else matters. It doesn't matter if you have abs. It doesn't matter what the number on the scale is. None of that stuff matters. It's about the lifestyle. How do you feel at your best, at your core? When do you feel your best? Noticing that and duplicating that feeling through the journey is I think what really matters. So for me, I know that I feel my best when I drink water and a cup of tea and I take my tea with real milk and sugar. Thank you very much. That makes me feel good as shit. I'm going to continue to do that. Year and a half ago, I would have put oat milk and agave in it, but now I do actual sugar and real milk and it's really good. Um, anyway, It's about what makes you feel really, really good. So for me, it's a cup of tea. It's also green juice. You can do both. Um, It's going for a four, five, or six mile run. It's getting enough sleep. It's watching Vanderpump Rules. It's cleaning my apartment. It's being around friends that love me and that I love them back. And it feels good to be their friend. It's not about wanting to lose weight. It's not about restricting food. For me, it's about the lifestyle and how do I want to feel 
And how do I get to that feeling? And I know what makes me feel best. And that's just what I'm going to do. It's prioritizing yourself. And I think that's really what the, the lesson comes down to. Melissa Wood Health is a really big inspiration to me because she really prioritizes herself. And instead of prioritizing like eating well and weight, maybe you just need to focus on yourself and ask yourself, is what I'm consuming really best for me? And sometimes the answer is yes, a chocolate cake is what's best for me right now. So I'm going to consume it. And that doesn't just mean food. It also means friends. It means content. It means what you see on TikTok, Instagram, what TV shows you watch, what books you read, what podcasts you listen to, the space that you're in. Is your space clean? Dude, if my apartment is not clean, I don't feel clean. It's all these outside factors that contribute to our best self. It's just not about the number on the scale. And that's really what I've learned the last year. Um, And I just encourage you guys to not get too caught up in things. Health can be a really, really slippery slope because everyone and their mother's an expert these days. Everyone knows the best thing to eat. Everyone knows the best diet to do. Everyone knows the most optimal workout. Who the fuck cares about what the, what's most optimal? Sometimes I just want to feel good. And if that means I want to have chicken, rice, and broccoli, and then a fat piece of chocolate cake for dinner, that's exactly what I'm going to do. That's exactly what I'm going to do. And you know what? I'm going to feel good while I do it. I'm not going to be guilty whatsoever about it, but I'm choosing myself and I'm making myself happy. And that's really what it comes down to. It's not about the scale. It's not about anything other than your happiness and the lifestyle that comes with it. And that's just, it's what I've learned the last year. And I've been really happy since learning it. And I've learned that whenever any old intrusive thought sort of comes up, I'm able to acknowledge it and just be like, okay, there it is, but I'm not going to give any power to it. And I'm just going to move on with my day. And life has been significantly better since I started doing that. And guys, that's, that's my follow-up on does anyone really have a healthy relationship with food? I can come back here a year later and say, yes, I do have a very healthy relationship with food and I'm really proud of myself and I'm really happy. Like I look back on who I was last year and I was just like crying out for help, but I was needing the help from myself and I always had it within me. I just had to choose myself, put myself before others And I was, I'm really proud of myself. Um, Taylor Swift has this song, Clean. And I just, I feel like I'm clean. Clean of my past habits and my past self that was just needing me to wake up. And I woke up and I'm clean. And I'm really proud of myself. So guys, trust me, if I can do it, you can do it. But please just be patient with yourself. Have love for yourself and just realize that it's about the journey. It's always about the journey and not the number on the scale, not the end result, not the pant size that you fit into. God, no. It's about the journey and just surrounding yourself with love. It really is. So I guess that's sort of where we end today's episode. Um, This was a little heavy for a Monday morning, 
but I just hope that you guys know how loved you are and how special you are and how much I value and appreciate you. And I truly hope peace for every single one of you guys out there. If you are struggling at all, um, just know that you can totally do this. And I so believe in you. All right. With that, I'm going to exit off today's episode. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Please be fo- be sure to follow me on Instagram at Tori Sterling underscore. My YouTube is Tori DeSimone. You can also search Tori Sterling and it'll come up. Um, and Stride's Instagram is at Stride Spin and Fitness underscore. Our old one got hacked. So I would really appreciate any follow, even if you mute it, just show us some love, follow it. Um, guys, that is all that I got to say today. I love you guys. And thank you so much for giving me a platform to speak with people that actually want to listen. And I love you and I value you. And if no one has told you, I hope you have the best Monday of your life because you deserve the best day of your life today. Guys, have a wonderful week and I'll talk to you next Monday.